It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tuned into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, and all those topics for the mainstream audience. The Navarro Miller Report. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And we still have a sponsor that just won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this thing. <laughs> Anyways. I'm telling you, view, uh, Viewfinder needs to give us some money for that. You know, seriously. we're giving them a heck of a plug. Seriously, all the time. Like every so often, it just like pops up out of nowhere and it's driving me freaking nuts. But anyways, <laughs> welcome everybody. Uh, it's a wonderful freaking hot Friday. Jeremy, I got a comment. That shirt, awesome shirt, by the way. Thank <laughs> like, you. Thank you. Gotta love me some Pennywise, man. It's the first time for the first time, I've known you for a while now. This is the first time I've actually ever seen that shirt. Where, where the hell have you been hiding that one? <laughs> I don't wear it often, actually. Uh, my stepfather hates clowns and absolutely hates it when I wear this. So I don't wear it that often. And I only recently got it. I got it maybe a year ago. So is it does does he like every time he sees a clown, does it go clown? <laughs> no, he doesn't know the episode. <laughs> ah, that's right. That's right. If you guys don't know what we're referencing, we're referencing uh, Overton, uh, Wakefield Jones from the, the 90s TV show Living Single. Every time he saw a clown, he'd be like, clown. And just <laughs> and turn around and walk right out of the scene. <laughs> freak out every single time. Freaking hilarious. Anyways, welcome, wanted to welcome everybody uh, to uh, the show here. Uh, wanted to welcome everybody that's streaming right now. Uh, Candido, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this episode of the Navarro Miller Report. Uh, we got a lot of really cool stuff to talk with you guys about today in entertainment and in sports. But first, uh, Jeremy, we have some news from Louisiana. What's going on in that little in that state and the craziness with everything that's going on in that state? This was a good one, I have to say. So we have uh, 47-year-old Dana Bennett was arrested after calling the police on one Akeem Williams for pulling a gun on her. The catch is he pulled the gun on her apparently while they were involved in a drug deal. Oh, wonderful. Okay, fair so enough. So she, she <laughs> called the cops and tried to rat him out, basically. She oh, said, oh, there's illegal narcotics in his apartment, and he pulled a gun on me. Although she wouldn't tell them how she knew there were illegal narcotics in the apartment. So when they went in to arrest him, they found over two pounds of marijuana and also two handguns. And he's a felon, not allowed to be in possession of a handgun so multiple charges coming his way but he shared a little bit of information with the police that oh yeah she's the one who brought the drugs to to him so he purchased the drugs from her so in essence she called 
the cops on her own drug deal. Yes, exactly. Wonderful. And this is now <laughs> what the third or fourth time I'm report we're reporting a story like this. Two of them have happened in um, Florida. Now one in Louisiana and one in Georgia. So I don't know what's going on with that corner of the country. It's filled with geniuses, folks. Don't call the cops to your own drug deal. I mean, what? Just as a as a public service, or do you know the cops really appreciate it? They they appreciate the help. I mean, you know, you kind of look at it this way. Um, uh, you're making it really easy on them to find you, catch you, and arrest you. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's think about this here for a second. How about we not call the cops on your own well, drug deal? Just, it just, just seems it, yeah. it seems to me that if you're a drug dealer, getting a gun pulled on you is, you know, kind of par for the course occasionally it's a occupational hazard so to speak yeah right. um, <laughs> it's like it's like don't 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 pull a gun on me i mean we're trying to do a drug deal here i mean what kind of morals do you not have right you know? i mean we're, we're, we're this is a this is a business transaction what are you bringing right. a weapon for you know so it's, uh I'm, I'm just not sure i think i, you, I think you got to bite the bullet no pun intended. No pun intended exactly <laughs> and just kind of take the loss you know you don't call the cops on your own drug deal it just doesn't it doesn't compute i think that's the new rule the, the old rule used to be you never get high on your own supply this time it's <laughs> you never bring your uh, gun to your own drug deal so <laughs> oh man i mean you that, takes, love that takes a that's next level dumb <laughs> beyond that i mean it's oh i i, I can't I, i'm at a loss for words at that point you know i mean I, i'm wondering what i'm wondering is what the cops are thinking of when they get there they're like really you just you no know, you just turned yourself in right like as like, you have to know the you. cops are laughing about that i mean they had to have gone back to the station and just had a big laugh with the rest of the police you know and the rest of their squad i mean i know i would have i'd have been you guys have got to hear this one you know <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, freaking it. That well, that was that was a fun one. But but then again, it doesn't end with that part of the world. I mean, that's the South. We got another case going on in the East. <laughs> yeah. What's going on in North Carolina? So we have a Chick Fil A franchisee. Uh, we'll make this clear. This was not sanctioned by the uh, Chick Fil A corp. You know, corporate offices, but a Chick Fil A franchisee put out an ad for volunteer workers to work the new drive-thru for no pay in exchange for chicken. <laughs> it's okay. basically violating every single labor law in the country. But yeah, this man was basically asking people to come and work in exchange for chicken. So in other words, this guy's driving he gets off the freeway, sees a, a homeless person with a sign that says, we'll work for food, and, and a light thought, bulb oh, just what struck a, in the head. Like, what, what a, what a brilliant concept. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pay these guys in food and chicken. That's where the money's going anyway, right? I and mean, I know people love their Chick-fil-A. I'm going to say something controversial here. I don't. I've had it. Yeah. It's all right. I, yeah. I'm not that, you know, plussed with it. It doesn't impress me that much, but... People love their Chick-fil-A. Maybe there are people out there who'd be willing to work for Chick-fil-A, you know, for free so that they get their chicken. But uh, 
it just it's astounding to me that a business owner would actually even try this unless chick-fil-a decides to sponsor our show in which case we love chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> chick-fil-a is the best freaking chicken sandwich in the world so you know come on over and sponsor this chick-fil-a <laughs> we'll say whatever we don't care <laughs> oh lord i swear that part of the world it just takes it to the next level on that point but uh well, it's i mean business owners are always going to try and get one over i mean that's they always have business owners are almost always trying to get more out of the people who work for them than they should yeah um that's that's just a fact of life but this one i mean again there are labor laws in place for a reason you know, maybe he wasn't thinking about the labor maybe, laws. Maybe minimum. Think... What's what he claimed? He claimed, well, no, I just that's why we're asking for volunteers. We thought it might, you know, be able to help people out. I'm like, you thought it would help other people out to have them work for free. No, you you wanted to help your business. Don't yeah. don't give me that crap. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's just that's just all bad in all in all cases. So. Well, I mean, he got what he deserved, so there you go. We got a lot of people uh, in our stream right now. Um, we have, I uh, uh, wanted to go ahead and say welcome. We have, uh, wow, there's a lot of people coming in here. <laughs> coming in here. Uh, thank you so much for joining. We have um, Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Thanks for joining. Uh, JC saying, uh, huge fan of you both. Looking phenomenal, guys. Thank you very much, JC. Appreciate that. You, Jeff. So awesome. Thank you, man, for coming in. Uh, JC's actually uh, commenting on the Louisiana uh, <laughs> crime. He says, another case of America's dumbest criminals, that uh, that one, LMAO. Uh, Rachie, hiya, hiya back. Uh, Annette saying, hey, guys, uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on uh, Tony Dow? Uh, you both were child actors. What are your thoughts on child stars of uh, Leave it to Beaver, Beaver Days uh, today. He uh, passed away, actually. We heard about mm -hmm. that uh, yesterday. Uh, JC saying, uh, uh, that's, when they, that's when you know, talking about Chick-fil-A, that's when you know you're desperate for employment uh, while at these, uh, at the same time, trying to do a Good Samaritan type of thing. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he's, that's more along the lines of yeah. trying to get one over. <laughs> I'm not sure it was that altruistic of him. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was just trying to get workers, you know, and keep his bottom line as low as he possibly could. At that point, yeah. Uh, Andres, hey, how you doing, Andres? Uh, Steven saying, uh, I'll work for food. There you go. <laughs> hey, North Carolina's iron, apparently. <laughs> apparently, yeah. They'll, they'll go ahead and feed you with Chick-fil-A sandwiches and everything. So, um, But uh, going on into entertainment news, uh, Will Smith finally breaks the silence after the slap hurt around the world at the Oscars. He had a few things to actually say uh, in regards to that uh, particular situation. Go ahead and uh, uh, check this out. Out to Chris um, and the, mes the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk. And when he is, he will reach out. Um, so I will, I will say to you, uh, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did and you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize and, you know, I wasn't thinking, but how many people got hurt in 
that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock was my man. Um, and uh, this, this, is, this is probably irreparable. But I can say to all of you, there is no part of me that thinks that was the right way to behave in that moment. There's no part of me that thinks that's the optimal way to handle a feeling of disrespect or, or insults. Jada had nothing to do with it. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. Um, I'm gonna say sorry to my, my kids and, and my family for the heat that I brought on all of us. Um, to all my fellow nominees, you know, this is a community. It's like I won because you, you voted for me. And it, it, it really breaks my heart to have stolen and, and tarnished, tarnished your moment. Um, disappointing people is my central trauma. Um, I hate when I let people down. Um, so it, it hurts. Uh, it hurts me psychologically and emotionally to know I didn't live up to uh, people's image and impression of me. And the work I'm trying to do is I am deeply remorseful and I'm trying to be remorseful without being ashamed of myself. Right. I'm human and I made a mistake and I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. Um, so I would say to those people, I know it was confusing. I know it was shocking. Um, but I, I promise you, I am uh, deeply devoted and committed to putting light and love and joy into the world. And, you know, if you if you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. Uh, genuine words from Will Smith. Uh, many people may actually uh, there's there's a lot of uh, splits here right now. Uh, basically, many people are saying, many people are watching this, and uh, they've been waiting for Will Smith to actually say something. It's been about three months since the incident happened. Uh, that video, actually, that he posted was basically answering questions of, uh, of many natures. Um, uh, so, basically, uh, you know, he's apologized. Uh, this is the second time he apologizes. He apologized the first time shortly after uh, that slap occurred. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jeremy, as a fellow actor, I mean, I, I know that you were very much upset and disappointed in the actions that Will Smith did at the Oscars live, slapping Chris Rock across the face. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on this this video? I mean, does is, does it seem genuine to you or does it seem that maybe it was a little bit rehearsed? No, it's it really to me seems genuine. Um, <clears throat> I can tell you it is not easy to do what he just did. 
Um, he brought it on himself. There's no excuse, but it's not easy to do what he did. Um, when you've done something so atrocious and in such a public way, um, it's again, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of mending fences. He's got a lot of, you know, he's going to have to live above board in pretty much every way he can to try and gain his re reputation back. Um, but I will say it's not, it's not easy to admit to having been a piece of shit in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, as someone who was often a POS when I was drinking and having come forward with my story, writing the book, all of that stuff, laying everything bare, I mean, I still travel across the country and talk about it. It's not easy. Um, I'll give you an example. The audiobook is going to be coming out. The audiobook version of our book is going to be coming out hopefully in the next couple of months. And in doing so, I had to go back and listen to it in its entirety. And I still feel shame. Okay. I mean, I still fight against feeling like a piece of shit. For the things I did, um, for the people that I love, that I hurt, um, not physically, but, you know, in a lot of other ways. It's not easy to accept that and move forwards, and it can be very overwhelming. I still feel a lot of regret, um, even with all the work I've done on my sobriety and the things I've done in the past and all of that. Um, it's, it's really difficult. So the timeline doesn't bother me that it's three months later. It can take a long time to come to grips with being able to step out and say, I effed up. I was a piece of shit in that moment. That was absolutely horrible. And I need to try and move forward and be better. That's not an easy thing to do. So I much respect to him for that and for realizing that, you know, he's got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for those of you that have just joined us, uh, for those of you that are new, actually, uh, real quick, I'm taking a, a pause from that for a second. For those of you that are new uh, to the show, this show actually talks about entertainment and sports news. Uh, so, I mean, we try to stay away from uh, from anything uh, involving uh, politics or anything like that, because you guys hear that on a daily basis as it is. So we try to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a lighter side of the news. This 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 uh, episode, this news in particular has to do with uh with will smith with will smith in the entertainment uh section of the news uh so um yeah i mean this this right here uh a lot of people have tuned in uh have watched it throughout the day actually uh this this uh what will smith's uh had to say um so i mean at the end of the day uh you know we have a lot of people on our stream right now that are actually chatting about it um, you know, we have, uh, I'm trying to like scroll up here cause it's like driving me crazy here. Uh, we have, um, uh, Michelle basically, uh, said, I didn't realize I needed or wanted to hear him answer those questions. I've always been a big fan of Will Smith, but, uh, that night shook me, uh, sh I'm sorry, shook my admiration as a fan. It felt genuine. I watched the full video posted earlier. Uh, we also have, um, uh, we also have uh, Derek saying, uh, no one got hurt more than you, Will, and deservingly so. Uh, I, um, 
Uh, Derek also said, uh, committed to putting peace and love into the world one slap at a time. Everybody's going to have, a, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion about that, obviously. Um, and so uh, JC also said, uh, uh, talking about your book, uh, Jeremy Miller, please tell me you uh, you fully self-narrated and it will be on Audible. God, I don't want to hear Will. I mean, I don't want to hear uh, J- uh, freaking Jeremy. So that's enough of that. It will be on Audible, <laughs> but no, we, I did not narrate it because it is a biography written. It's a dual biography. It was written with my dear friend, Brandon, Dr. Brandon Phillips, who was a Make-A-Wish, not a Make-A-Wish, but a Starlight Wish kid. Um, that's how him and I met and formed a lifelong friendship. That's kind of the way our lives intertwined, how we've helped each other over the years. Our stories parallel each other in a lot of ways, but we thought it would be weird to have it going back and forth between his voice and my voice. So we actually got a wonderful actor um, to do the narration, and I got to say, we're really happy with it. So I can't wait to let you guys know when it comes out. Uh, and we have Andres actually, 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 I can't talk right now. Uh, he asked us a question. He says, a uh, question for both of you. Uh, do you think Chris Rock and Will Smith will ever be friends again? Um, in my opinion, there's a lot of healing to be done with the both of them right now. Uh, I mean, Chris Rock was humiliated in front of millions uh, live on television. Will Smith was the one that did the humiliation. So, who knows if that's actually if they're ever going to be friends again after that. Um, I mean, Chris Rock basically hasn't really talked much about that incident. His brother has his brother has been uh, Tony Rock has been very vocal about it. So has his mm-hmm. mother. Uh, they both have been very vocal about it, very uh, angry about what happened to Chris Rock. But uh, that's a tough question. I mean, I seriously I have no idea if that 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 uh, bridge will ever, ever be mended. Jeremy, I I'll say never say never, but. that's a hard one to get over. Honestly, you lay hands on a friend. That's a hard relationship to repair and they may be able to repair it to some degree, but will they ever really be friends again? I don't know. I, that's a hard one. Like I said, never say never, but you know, one moment, that's why you have to be so careful with your actions, with your words, especially with the people you care about, but in general, because one moment, can absolutely destroy a relationship. You know, you can't take the action back once it's done. So I, I really don't know if that, I mean, I can tell you right now, it would take me a long time to forgive someone. And I mean, I can also tell you that I'd have fought, there'd have been a brawl on the stage had that happened to me. Um, I would have been right there. I would have been like, oh, and, hell no, it's on now, bro. <laughs> and I am not criticizing Chris for not doing that. That's my own weakness and my own anger issues. I have mad respect for the fact that Chris yeah. did not turn it into a bigger scene and stayed professional. Um, and I did think he was job. more shocked than anything. I think Chris oh, was just like shell-shocked at the time that it happened. I'm sure he was, but at the same time, he maintained his professionalism. He continued with his job of the day. And I have nothing but respect for that. But I, I got to tell you, this is a hard one to mend. I mean, I've never had an incident where I laid hands on a friend, but in my drinking days, it came close a few times and it took some time to repair those relationships. Agreed. Agreed. Well, we'll see what happens in the future between Will Smith 
uh, and Chris Rock. Hopefully they'll, they'll be able to mend those fences because, man, it's that's a tough one right there. That's something that you it's really hard to come back from. But props to Will Smith for actually co- going coming forward, breaking his silence and actually apologizing, uh, you know, with a video instead of just with words or a tweet or anything like that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, there is forgiveness. We'll see if uh, society will forgive Will for what he did. And uh, we'll keep you posted on that. In other entertainment news, Shakira right now, she is actually being indicted in Spain. And uh, prosecutors are looking for about eight years for her to serve in jail uh, for tax evasion, apparently. Uh, This right here is going to be a tough one with her. I mean, um, right now, uh, it seems like her, her legal team actually stepped forward. Actually, reps have stepped forward and said, quote, Shakira has always cooperated and abided by the law, demonstrating impeccable conduct conduct as an individual and a taxpayer and faithfully following the counsel of Pricewaterhouse uh, Coopers, uh, a prestigious and globally uh, uh, globally recognized tax firm. Uh, They continue to say, unfortunately, the Spanish tax office, which loses one out of every two lawsuits with its taxpayers, continues uh, to violate her rights and pursue yet another baseless case. Shakira is confident that her innocence will be proven by the end of the judicial process. Uh, Right now, what they're looking at, they're 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 basically out for blood. In addition to prison time, they're also looking for her to pay 15 million in unpaid taxes plus a whopping 24 million in fines i mean they're really looking to they're they're going for the jugular right here when it comes to having her pay a lot of money outright right now jeremy i mean mm-hmm. and this is this is something i mean th- this is something that uh that it's a difficult one because i don't know if she lives in the states or if she lives uh down in south america i well, mean from what I understand, it's they're probably she probably can't get extradited uh, if she lives in the states, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know if we have an extradition agreement with Spain. Uh, they are a part of the EU, who are you know tied to the United States through a lot of different agreements, treaties, things like that. So, um, it's all going to come down to can she prove that she was living elsewhere? That's really the crux of this case is they're claiming that she lived at least six months in Spain during the years that they're claiming she didn't pay taxes. Now, I being around people who are world travelers, A-listers, people who've got houses in other countries, I mean, I've known a lot of people who have this. Um, just because you own property in a place doesn't mean you actually were living there. And you actually have to reside in the country for six months, for half the year, to have to pay taxes in that country. So it's we're, we're going to find out more as the trial comes out, but that's really going to be the crux of the case. Can she prove where she was living, you know, during that time? She claims that it was significantly less than six months that she actually spent in Spain. And if she has proof of that, there should be no case. I mean, it should get tossed out if she's able to prove that. And we're just going to have to see. But I mean, it's a, you know, it's a warning to anybody who is, you know, kind of global traveler, you know, because of your business or anything else. Um, You know, you got to be aware of the laws you're going, you know, of the places you're going to. And uh, just because you may not be a citizen of that country does not mean you don't have to abide by those rules. So. I mean, they're alleging they're alleging that she spent uh, more than half a year in the country between the years of 2012 and 2014 right now. Right. So that's that's that's, that's what they're alleging right now. 
Yeah, they're alleging that it was over six months, which means she would have to pay taxes. She's claiming that it was significantly less than six months and claims she has the proof to back it up. So we will see. I mean, more will be revealed. But I mean, if she's able to prove that she was in the country less than six months, it, it's it, they have no case. We'll have to see. I mean, like I said, they, they haven't they, they won. Uh... Uh, they win one out of two, I believe I said, uh, you know, so, I mean, who knows? That's going to be a tough one. It would suck though. If she would actually get like indicted and she'd go to prison for eight years, man. I mean, no Shakira for eight years, you know, I mean, I don't know if I could live without those hips, without the hips, not lying anymore. I mean, come on, you know, we need those hips to tell the truth. Hey, I love Shakira. She's awesome. But you know, it's, she's had a rough year. She's, she has, she's going through a divorce right now. Oh, no, I mean, she's she's, she's got a whole lot going on and this just piles it on. But again, it should be a pretty easy case if she can prove she wasn't living there for that time. True. And she seems very confident that it was significantly less than six months. So, again, we don't know the facts yet. More will be revealed as as the trial continues or whatever, you know, as the case continues and moves forward. Um, but you got to be careful. I mean, I, I traveled to China. I mean, I haven't been in a while since the pandemic, but I mean, I travel regularly to China. There are very strict laws in China that are very different than what we do here. I have True. to abide by those laws. You know, I'm not, I'm not immune from that just because I'm a beloved celebrity over there. You know, that's they, I have to follow all the rules. I mean, I, they don't allow you on Facebook and social media and all this different stuff. They, don't, they only allow you two children per household. <laughs> they have a child law over there. Oh, yeah. No, there's some very strict laws. You know, um, I don't even bring my CBD with me when I go to China. You know, I, I vape CBD a lot and for my stomach and for a lot of other reasons, but I won't even bring that, even though it is not a narcotic and it is allowed, I won't even risk it. You know, yeah. you got to be real careful when you're traveling to other countries and you got to be aware of what the differences in the laws are. I mean, Japan, who we have an amazing relationship with. I mean, it's one of our oldest allies now. I mean, we have a great relationship back and forth. But if you show up with a banned drug and they have a list that you wouldn't believe, I mean, your common cold medicine is legal, is illegal there. So. I, I, if you show up with that, you could end up in jail. That's, I mean, it's just a fact. So you have to be aware of these things. And, you know, again, it seems she was aware. She seems aware of the tax law and mm -hmm. that she was not there for the six months, which is why she didn't pay the taxes. So again, we're going to have to see how it plays out, but she seems very confident that it was significantly less than six months. It could be just the Spanish government trying to squeeze her for cash because she's a high profile celebrity and they know that she makes a lot of money. So that could be it, the other that, that could be what's going on. Absolutely could. That absolutely could be going on, you know, and they could just be trying to get what they can. I don't know. I don't know how the tax laws work over there. I don't know what, whether that one out of two is a good figure for winning tax cases. I have no idea what it is here in the States, how often the IRS wins or how often. I have no clue. So I don't know if that's a good number. If you're batting 500, is that good or is it bad? I don't know. We'll have um, to find out. We'll have to wait and see what we're gonna, happens. We're going to find out. <laughs>
We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, in other entertainment news, this is something right up your alley, uh, Jeremy, as a child actor. Uh, Daniel Fissel was almost fired at the age of 12 years old, actually. And she's kind of uh, she kind of came forward on her podcast recently talking about uh, what happened with her. Uh, basically, she went ahead and she said in uh, her recent podcast, um, she said, uh, I have, uh, she said, quote, I had never been a part of his uh, marathon notes. They were talking, they were actually talking about um, one of the producers there uh, when she was on, on the show Boy Meets World uh, back in the 90s. And uh, when she first auditioned for the sitcom uh, role on the ABC sitcom, uh, she never received a callback, according to her. And she said, quote, I had never been a part of his marathon notes session. This was my first one because it was my first, uh, my very first week. Uh, Michael starts off the notes by saying, Danielle, I'm going to give you your notes uh, all at one time. Uh, at the end, I'm going to give you ev everyone else their notes now, because uh, if I'm everyone, if I'm if I made everyone sit here through all the uh, all of the notes I had for you, we would be here uh, for hours and no one would ever get to go home. So you're just going to have to wait to, uh, to, for the end. Um, she continued by saying he went through every single one of my lines and what he wanted and what I wasn't uh, doing right and how slow I needed to talk. Uh, what I know specifically was said is all I know is if you don't come back tomorrow doing this entirely differently, you are also not going to be here, referencing the girl that she had replaced. Uh, so it was very, very, very traumatic for her uh, at that time, you know, uh, basically going through all this uh, through the producers, really pr putting pressure on a 12 year old at that time. I mean, that's something that uh, Jeremy, you know, you as a child actor, you were what, eight years old when you started on Growing Pains. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's got to be something traumatic for for a young girl at 12 to be basically told hey if you don't do this right you're not going to have a job tomorrow yeah that's it's pretty ridiculous in my in my opinion for a producer director anyone in charge to treat a 12 year old like that um i was very blessed in that our director and our producers were very good with communicating to us what they wanted um, they knew they were dealing with kids and they couldn't address us and deal with us as they would an adult. Um, unfortunately, that's not always the case, as Danielle unfortunately found out. And um, I can tell you this. I don't know what her parents were doing when that was going down, but my mother would have yanked him out of the chair and probably beaten his ass. Well, according so, to what she says, that, that that conversation they had was with her mother. They sat down with her mother and basically told her with her mother right there next to her what she was doing wrong and that if she didn't do it right tomorrow, she wasn't going to have a job. Well, I can tell you, I was threatened with being fired, not by our producers, um, but by I think it was ABC, uh, because at 10, I didn't want to cut my hair. I was, you know, I'd been living in this life for a while now and being told what I could do, what I couldn't do every single day, how I had to look, what I had to wear. It was like my hair was the only thing I felt I had any control over myself. And they wanted me to be, you know, really shortcut and all the, and I, I hated the cut. I wanted longer hair. I refused to cut my hair. And basically I got a call. My mom got a call from my agent saying, if you do not cut your hair before you come back for the third season, they're going to fire you. 
Wow. Wow. Which is strange because, I mean, when you were finally, like, towards the final season of Growing Pains, you had long hair at that point. Oh, I, I was, I mean, I had a horrible mullet type thing going on. No, I remember they, it was funny. They, <laughs> again, it, it was, it was part of my, my thing is they wouldn't allow the front to be long. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep that short. The only thing they would allow me to do is grow out the back. So that's what I did. It looked awful. <laughs> I look back, I'm like, my God, what was I thinking? But again, I didn't want to lose the job. And I made the choice because that was my choice. Lose the job or cut the hair. Yeah. I cut my hair. You know, that's it. I wasn't pressured to do so by my family or by anybody else. I made the decision because I didn't want to stop working on the show. I loved doing it. But to do that to a 12 year old when they are first arriving is absolutely unconscionable. It is not okay in any way, shape, or form. And I cannot believe that any of the actors on that show did not stand up for her. That absolutely, I find that atrocious. Well, they didn't know her at the time. That was like her first week there. I don't care if they did that to me on the first week or to one of our young guest stars or something like that on the first week, Alan would have stood up and ripped the guy a new one. Okay. I want to know what the adults were doing and why the hell they didn't stand up for her. I don't care if they knew her or not. You don't allow someone to be treated like that. And you don't let someone treat a kid like that. True. Unfortunately, it does happen in this business. But I can tell you, had I been an adult in that room, there would have been a problem. And she even says 31 years later, uh, talking about it still kind of like freaks her out because that's traumatizing to a 12 year old girl. I Absolutely. mean, that's seriously traumatizing. Now I'll tell you, I mean, our director, especially our director, John Tracy, who was a wonderful director. He was great working with all of us kids and was great at, you know, communicating what he needed to us. Um, could be very, very, what some would call rude. Some would call aggressive if you were a guest star on our show and you only had a few lines or whatever, God help you if you showed up on day three still holding your script when we were trying to rehearse. He would shred you in front of the entire crew, the entire cast, because generally speaking, the people who did that were off in the corner messing around they were talking to these people they were do- they weren't doing their job and he was a little notorious for ripping them a new one right in front of everybody um he never did that with a kid he only did that with adults who he felt were not living up to their their the expectations of their job um but to do that to a child is absolutely unconscionable and whoever did that to her Basically, unless he's changed, you're a piece of shit. Plain and simple. Facts, facts on that. Uh, gonna go ahead and uh, real quick. Wanted to welcome everybody new to the to the show, watching the stream right now. Uh, wanted to go ahead and uh, go ahead and clarify again what this uh, podcast is about. It's actually about uh, entertainment news and sports news. Anything controversial or political, we try to stay away from because. You get enough of that on a daily basis. <laughs> so this is kind of like a getaway from that uh, that portion of the world. And trying just to be a, have 
just try to enjoy it, you know, just try to enjoy and without getting into like any deep conversations or anything like that about politics or anything controversial, too controversial uh, that uh, that you've already heard abundantly of on, in mainstream media. I uh, wanted to go ahead and also uh, uh, see some of the comments right here. Uh, Derek is actually saying I would have stopped watching your show if you were fired. Honestly, Derek, I would have rejoiced. Um, <laughs> see? Two sides of the same coin. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. This guy we um, don't have to listen to. Whatever, whatever. You have to listen to me. I'm right here. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, and Cindy just went ahead and mentioned Jeremy. Get a TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, we do have our uh, wonderful blind reactions uh, coming right now. And um, Jeremy, you got to get a TikTok. I can't be doing this all the time for you, giving you these blind reactions. These are on TikTok. You'd enjoy them. Especially this one. I do not need anything else sucking my attention and my time. (laughs) Whatever. Well, we got another blind reaction for you right here. This comes actually... This is actually a blind reaction to a blind reaction, actually, from this TikToker. And her reaction is pretty hilarious. I'm sure that if anybody saw this, yeah, I would actually kind of freak out the way she did. Check it out. All right. I still did mind react to this by a lot of you. Ooh, nice square, pretty lines. Oh, making more little bitty squares there. So I know you did that on purpose. You better fix it. <laughs> she flipped out on that one. <laughs> it was almost like so satisfying. And then that one, that one line right there was like, why? Why? See, Jeremy? That kind of thing doesn't bother me. But Joni, on the other hand, that would absolutely drive her insane. <laughs> Just like her, would she react the way she did? Oh, and then some. I mean, oh, God. that's, you know, I, 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 that kind of thing doesn't stick in my head, doesn't bother me, doesn't annoy me. I don't care if things go outside the lines, if they're crooked, whatever. Wait a minute. So you were the type of child that when you colored, you would just like go all over the page or something? Um, I wasn't much of a colorer. But no, I stayed in the lines mostly. I just said that kind of thing never bothered me. It never stuck with me. I mean, there are people who are very kind of anal about that kind of stuff and it sticks with them. I mean, I'll give you an example. We go to a hotel and the paintings are crooked or the frames are crooked in the room. Joni will be straightening those before we've ever even unpacked. Major OCD on that. Yeah, major OCD. I'm actually kind of the same way to a certain extent. Not that bad. But I am there to a certain extent where it's like, huh, I'm per this right here. No, no, this right here. <laughs> Damn it. Why does it not look, not look right? I'm kind of, yeah, I have my own OCD issues with that. Uh, but this other TikTok, actually, uh, this is actually kind of funny. This has to do with a pet store, a pet grooming store. And um, one of the animals, they, they brought in uh, another animal that they were about to start grooming. When another animal in the cage, well, it's pretty damn funny. You're gonna have to just watch. Oh, my God. 
baby. Hi. 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 I love the belly laughs. And you could, I mean, when you get going like that, you can't stop. It's so great. Um, they were laughing at him laughing. Paco was laughing for some reason. It just kept on going. And yeah. I, saw, I saw your expression at first, like, why are they laughing? Who's laughing? <laughs> that was my reaction at first, too. Yep. I started to get it around like three quarters of the way through before he brought the bird out. I started to make the connection. But, uh, Oh my goodness, that's hysterical. I wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, if that thing's just going off, going off while you're trying to deal with another animal, I would be dying. I would I would have been on the floor almost like she was. She was crying. She was laughing so hard. She's like, I'm trying to work here, but I can't because you're laughing right now. <laughs> and I think the more they laughed, the more he started going, mm -hmm. like laughing even more so. So <laughs> I love parrots. I swear. I, lo I love them so much. They're freaking awesome. I hope to own one someday, actually. Uh, this other one, Jeremy, uh, this one's about a relationship. And when you watch it, you're going to probably say that's so inaccurate because of your fiance. But um, yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and have you just take a look at this. Hey, baby. <laughs> you here? Dear Carrie, you know I loved you with all my heart, but I know what you did with my sister and all my friends, so I no longer love you. Ooh. And this is the end of our story. Baby, you don't hit a fire on Oh, shit! Oh, shit! I, I, oh, not my table! Oh, not my... My laptop! You want me to be a he <laughs> <laughs> was worried about the PS5. <laughs> now, that's the difference between breaking up with an Asian versus breaking up with a Latina. Now, your fiance is Asian. Okay. <laughs> How accurate is the first one? Not accurate at <laughs> all. <laughs> Not accurate at all. It, yeah. It's in, especially in a situation with my sister and with all my friends. Oh, oh you, you guys would never find my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One minute I'd be like, hey, Jerry. Jerry. There, there, number, there, like, there, there the would be no, <laughs> yeah, there would be no nice letter. There would be no, 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 no. You just, I would just disappear. You'd never hear from me again. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, be like, all of a sudden, like you have been invited to Jeremy's wake. Oh my God. He died. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh Lord. Anyways, that was a little bit of a fun TikToks for everybody right now. We're moving on right now to some sports news. There's a lot of stuff actually going on with the XFL's Vince McMahon, man, this, this just does not end with Vince McMahon right now. Um, apparently now he's taking some other people down with him. Vince McMahon, uh, last week retired at the age of 77 from the WWE from being CEO of the WWE. Uh, but, uh, the hits just keep on coming because now there's a lawsuit that involves Vince McMahon, former XFL commissioner, Oliver Luck. Uh, I'm sorry that, 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 that lawsuit has been settled, but no, I'm sorry. The new lawsuit has, uh, that was filed on July 20th, uh, names WWE, 
ESPN, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, Dick Ebersol, WWE Chief Financial Officer Frank Riddick, his wife Carol Riddick, and many others. Uh, there's a huge lawsuit going on right now that basically uh, this is actually um, – uh, uh, something that was, uh, that was, uh, filed actually, uh, that, that, uh, Smith alleges, uh, that on May 20th, 2016, uh, it basically it was quote, uh, he disclosed confidential secret, uh, trade information, uh, to Carol Riddick via email. And, uh, that basically included market analysis, opportunity analysis, strategic analysis, and other business information regarding a concept for a minor league or developmental league spring football league. Uh, Smith also claims that, uh, uh, he told Carol in his first email to her that quote, please feel free to share with Mr. Riddick, but y'all keep it under your hats until we have a chance to discuss how to proceed or that, uh, it has no merit. Uh, so ultimately what's going on here is that, um, uh, that, uh, that, uh, uh, David, Ad I'm sorry, this is, uh, the, the person that's filing the lawsuit is David Adrian Smith. Uh, this is according to BW Insider. Uh, what's going on here is that he gave them practically gave them an idea. Uh, they ran with it. They took it, they stole it. So that's what the lawsuit is about. I mean, we already know that this man is already having issues, uh, that that's probably one of the reasons why he uh, retired from the WWE. He, the board probably forced uh, the retirement on him. Uh, but now we have this, and this time he's bringing other people down with him. You got Dwayne Johnson. Uh, you have Danny Garcia, which is Dwayne's uh, ex-wife. Uh, There's also the CEO of the XFL. Uh, they're trying to launch the XFL, and now this has just uh, uh, brought to their laps. I mean, Jeremy, this, this is going from bad to worse with the XFL. I mean, the XFL is already cursed. As it is, and now this. I mean, this is going bad. It's it's never gone real well for the organizations that try and challenge the NFL. Um, the the AFL originally years and years ago had a shot, and because of their shady business practices, they ended up going under too and totally screwing it up. So. This is again one of those ones we're gonna. This is again one of those ones we're gonna find out more as it comes along. But my question is, did he have them sign an NDA agreement? I mean, I'll, you know me, I always come back to the contracts. True. I mean, just because you shared an idea, I mean, if you didn't have them sign an NDA, they're free to share that idea with whoever they want. Very true. So. I, I don't understand where the merit in the lawsuit comes from. Now, if he's claiming that he should have some rights to what they're doing with the XFL because this was his idea in the first place and they stole the idea, that's a kind of a different lawsuit and he'll probably end up getting a payday. But I don't understand why. I mean, I understand why The Rock and you know other people were included in this. They weren't in the email and they didn't have a discussion with this guy. So how could they have betrayed any confidential information if they weren't involved in it in the first place? You know, it just, it grabs more headlines. They're people with a lot of money and they make good targets. So he may have a legitimate claim against the person, you know, he sent the email to, but I'm not sure where the merit in the lawsuit is against the other people. 
And there's actually more that goes on right here. It says, according to uh, ITRWrestling.com, it says, quote, according to David Adrian Smith, there were a series of emails between himself and Carol Riddick where she asked him, quote, several round of questions. And Smith replied with answers and, quote, further analysis of the opportunity, including further trade secret information. Uh, Smith claims that communication between the two stopped after he received no response from either Frank Riddick or Vince McMahon, quote, with feedback on what, Defendant number one, World Wrestling Entertainment, learned from their previous failure venture. So, yeah, I mean, it just seems that, again, it seems that he gave them ideas via email. There was, according to this news report, there was no uh, there was no NDA signed uh, by either party. I mean, at the same time, you could also say that emails are technically confidential, I guess, in a sense. Um, I, you know, that's why all my, email, the majority of my emails, I always have a disclaimer at the bottom, uh, that all these emails are confidential, but you know, it's, it's, it's a loose one right there. I think, I mean, there may not be anything there possibly. We're going to find out. And I mean, given Vince's history of shady business practices, I mean, there may be some meat to this. We don't know. Um, he doesn't exactly have the cleanest reputation when it comes huh. to how he has run his business. So, and that's an understatement given your reaction, oh, yeah. you know, oh, so yeah. I mean, we're going to find out more, but it, it does seem that, you know, the XFL and pretty much anybody who tries to rival the NFL is just, is fighting an uphill battle that they really have no chance at winning. Oh, there, I mean, it was crazy at the, uh, at the, I believe at the ESPYs when uh, Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson actually showed up to go ahead and like do this one, like huge presentation for the XFL. It was crickets. Like it was literal crickets. It was cringeworthy mm -hmm. to watch. Like nobody was clapping at a lot of the stuff they were saying. Everybody was kind of like, okay. I mean, so you're starting a new uh, football franchise. We already have one. <laughs> Why? Yes. Like, who are you guys? I mean, you come from wrestling to this. I mean, this, it was, the XFL is kind of slowly but surely becoming the redheaded stepchild of, of football, like right below arena football right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really bad. It doesn't matter if Dwayne Johnson is the owner or anything like that. They have big star power behind it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it just seems that they're tr being treated like trash right now. It's it's really bad. And now with this, it's gonna get worse. I Absolutely. mean, it's just it's not the kind of publicity bad. they need. That's for sure. And the truth is, I mean, these niche sports that do this kind of things. I mean, arena football has its fans. It does. They have a small fan base. It's not huge. I mean, that's why the marketing isn't huge. That's why these guys aren't making, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars playing in the arena league. Um, but they do have fans. It is a niche. Um, the XFL could have that. But again, you're you're I, I'm not I hate saying it this way because I don't like disparaging anybody's talent, but you're taking the bottom of the barrel. I mean, they're better than me. They're better than, you know, 90% of the people in the world. But you're literally getting the cast offs who couldn't make it in the NFL. Yep. If, if you've ever watched, you know, the XFL when it was back on, when it was on or the Arena League or anything else, the quality of play is not that great in a lot of ways. Um, so it's hard to draw fans in when you're putting out a what could be called an inferior product. 
Now, again, these people are still head and shoulders above anybody else trying to play the game. But the league is the NFL. If you can make it there, you're going there. You're not going to the XFL. You're not going to the Arena League. You're going to the NFL. There, I, I never met anybody or heard anybody give a, an interview where they said, I've dreamed about playing in the a Arena League my whole life. I, that's not an interview you've ever heard. Um, yeah, you know, no kidding. They, they <laughs> dreamed about playing in the NFL. They're yep. settling for playing in the Arena League because it's their only option. Um, Again, I hate disparaging anybody's talent. I mean, these people are still incredible football players, just not of the caliber, you know, to have made the NFL or to have lasted in the NFL. Sure. Well, we're going to go ahead and see what happens with this lawsuit, see how worse it's going to get for everybody involved with the XFL. Uh, in other sports news, Brittany Griner is going to be possibly be is going to be possibly exchanged for another prisoner. Uh, so far, we have that going on. What's, what's going on with that, Jeremy? I heard that you had the news about that. Yeah, they've um, it appears the State Department has actually offered a prisoner exchange for Brittany Griner. And um, I hate saying it this way, but I have to qualify this in that originally when this was reported, it was reported that she had brought CBD oil with her to Russia. Mm -hmm. And then she was arrested for that. And the government had claimed it was marijuana. But in her trial, she testified that she had brought THC, cannabis oil, whatever you want to call it and not CBD. Now, again, we don't know if she was forced to make that confession. I mean, forced confessions have been something we've heard about in Russia for many, 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 many years. But if she did actually bring a substance that was illegal in that country into that country, I'm sorry, that's on you. That's my opinion. It's, it's kind of like the Shakira thing. You need to be aware of where you're going and what those laws are. Um, I don't agree with, I mean, I'm sorry to her family, to everybody who's worried about her. Her wife but, too, apparently. But I do not agree if, if she actually violated their law and we're going to hand a basically a mass murderer over in exchange, I don't agree with that. I'm sorry, you did this. You brought it on yourself by making a very bad choice and now you're asking the government to get you out of it. Now, if she had really if she really brought CBD oil and this has been a, a witch hunt and, a you know, unfair prosecution, then it's you know, that's not on her. But if she actually brought illegal substance into their country. That's on her. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. You made that bad choice. Why are we handing over a mass murderer and letting him go free? A man, I mean, this is the guy that they made that that Lord of War movie, Nicolas Cage mm -hmm. movie about. This is him. He's called the 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 merchant of death. He literally supplied, you know, almost every rebel army, every terrorist group, every everybody with the most horrific weapons he could get his hands on, and we're turning him over and releasing him. Why? I mean, it's not even a fair exchange. Like we're you getting know, a we're getting a former uh, Olympian and basketball player. They're getting a mass murder. I mean, how fair is that yeah. exchange? Uh, and, and a man who could continue with his activities and, and cause the things he used like, to do. And 
and so I don't get, I don't world. get it as I I, I I am sorry for that point of view for her family and for everybody else. And if she has been unfairly persecuted, then, you know, I feel differently about it. But if she made that choice, I do not agree with the prisoner swap. And it's her own. It was her actions that caused these consequences. I mean, so, could, it, could, it, could it be possible, Jeremy, that this might be like this might have been Russia's, Russia's plan from the very start to go ahead and, hey, you know what? We're not going to give this person a chance. You know, they're, they're an American. They're going to do anything to get her back, including maybe we could go ahead and get somebody for that. I mean, could it oh. be that that was possibly the plan all along? That is absolutely possible. I mean, the the. <laughs> We know that Russia has not been shy about doing things like that um, and persecuting people who, you know, didn't do anything. Um, it dates back many, many, many years. Um, that's a very big possibility. And again, we don't know. You know, like I said, she could have been completely persecuted unfairly. It could be only CBD oil. We don't know the facts at this point. Um, it was originally reported that it was just CBD oil. Now, I don't know if she made that claim trying to get around the legalities and maybe it really was THC oil in the first place. I don't know. None of us do at this point. And given, like I said, Russia's history of persecuting people, um, throwing people in jail as alleged spies, um, it's it's something that has happened many 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 times there so it is a very likely possibility well we're gonna go ahead and uh see how well that uh, prison exchange is gonna go for everybody for all parties involved in other sports news jeremy <laughs> ucla involved in a major scandal what's what's <laughs> going on with my freaking the school that i was born at my my the the number one school in california what's going on Easy, easy, easy here. Calm down. Calm down. All right. Don't hate. Congratulate. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't hate. Congratulate. I I love the 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 hallucinogenic world you live in. Um whatever. UCLA <laughs> What's going on? UCLA is actually in the positive side of this. You know, I love a little dirt on UCLA when I can, but yeah. this actually was a really good thing. Um, Under Armour violated a contract with them back in, I think it was Oh, I want to say like 2008 or something like that. They Under Armour signed the biggest endorsement deal of a college team that has ever been done with UCLA. Mm -hmm. And because UCLA has not put out a winning product in a while, they felt they were able to violate that contract and stop paying, basically. Um, that was their excuse was, well, you haven't put out a marketable product that we can see a return on in this investment. So we are, we are voiding the contract. Well, turns out the legal system did not agree with their, uh, their interpretation of the contract. And they have said that you can't do that. Basically UCLA is going to be getting $67 million plus from Under Armour. And it is a settled agreement with neither side admitting fault. But again, this was a company who made a deal that turned out to be a bad deal. And I'm not ripping on UCLA, although I could. But 
you know, it turned out to be a bad deal. They they signed on around the time that Chip Kelly came in and there was all this hype about UCLA and how they're going to be so great and they're going to pass USC and take over LA and, you know, it didn't materialize. And every, this, time I, this, every, every time we bring that up, it, I get a, a bad, like, like, Sting right here, right around this area, right here. Is it, is it normal that my left side feels numb? I mean, is it normal every time I yes, hear that? Yes, it is. Um, I felt the same way during the, the uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we already during the uh, Helt- during the Helton era. So yeah. believe me, I, I, I feel your pain, yeah. But you know, that's unfortunately they made a bad business deal. Just because you made a bad business deal does not mean you get to renege on it. Exactly. You know, that's that's the facts. I mean, you paid a team that, yes, was looking like it was on the upswing. The most money any sponsorship deal has ever been done for. And they signed for like a 15 year sponsorship deal. Well, you signed the contracts. That was your offer to them was 15 years. Fire the person that freaking did the contract to begin with. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, you signed the contracts and now you were looking for a way to weasel out of it and you got caught. So they're going to have to pay out 67 million to UCLA, which will be a huge boon right now because UCLA is working with a hundred million dollar deficit in their sports program right now. And that will take care of a large chunk of that. And a big portion or big reason for them being a hundred million dollars in debt is the fact that Under Armour had voided this contract and was not paying out anymore. So this will help with that. It will help get them kind of back on track and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But I, I'm sorry, I'm a contract guy, you know, being an actor, I, my life is contracts and I have lived by them my entire life. You sign a contract, guess what? You're stuck with that contract. You're, you know, that's, that's how this works. So just because you made a bad business deal doesn't mean you don't have to still fulfill your responsibilities. Exactly. Exactly. Facts on that. Well, folks, that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for joining us here on the Navarro Miller Report. As always, I hope that uh, you have enjoyed the show. Uh, make sure you uh, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Hit that notification button so that way you guys could be notified every time we go live and you can join our conversation. Wanted to thank all of you who joined in on today's conversation. Always appreciate every single one of you uh, being in the stream. And uh, that's that's what this show's all about interacting with all of you so you could go ahead and tell us what your thoughts are about the topics that we're talking about at that time wanted to welcome and thank all of the new uh viewers that ca- that showed up today uh, again hopefully uh hopefully you guys will stick around for next week's episode we do our episodes well we try to do our episodes every monday and friday uh from 6 p.m to 7 p.m we've had a few challenges lately but we're we're gonna be better trust me. we're getting there we're getting there little by little so we're, we're trying to get back on top of it so if you don't see us, trust me, we will have at least one episode uh, every week as much as we can. Uh, so everybody, I hope everybody enjoys your weekend. Try to stay cool because it is a hot summer right now. Leave you me. Uh, you know, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy whom, God, I just, you know, I have to tolerate him as much as I can. And I'm Jeremy Miller, and he loves me, folks. Don't you listen to him. So he thinks. So he thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, everybody. And uh, we will make sure we see you all next time. You have been listening to the Navarro Miller Report. 